Welcome to Sunny Side Up, B2B podcast produced by Demand Matrix. I'm Mithul Shah, and it's my pleasure to be a host for the day. Priyanka Jain joins us in today's episode of Sunny Side Up to share her expertise on data analytics and its implications for marketing and sales. Priyanka is the CEO of Aryan, where she leads the SWOT data science team to solve complex business problems using machine learning, deep learning, and AI. She is also an internationally acclaimed best-selling author and a frequent keynote speaker on using data-driven decision-making for competitive advantage. We're excited to hear your thoughts today, Pianka. Welcome to our show. Good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. So, Pianka, let's, let's, start with the, let's start with, I guess, elephant in the room, right? Everybody's <laughs> having this question in their head right now. And we were just kind of discussing before the show as to how you know, sales and marketing teams are hurting. All of a sudden, if a month before you would have told me that, you know, that this kind of situation might occur, you know, I might have just asked you that, okay, whatever you're drinking or smoking, please stop doing please stop doing that. But in current tumultuous time, what are you seeing? How are marketing and sales team coping up with this shortage in demand in their pipeline? Because the number still stays the same. The 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 goalpost might well have changed, but the number still stays the same. Yeah, I mean, and, and there are two parts to your question, Natul. One is what am I seeing, what's happening? And the other part is what would I like to see or what would be a more effective uh, way to respond to this massive global pandemic for the sales and marketing? So what I'm seeing is, like you said, is this panic and everybody's freezing their budgets. People aren't spending or not wanting to spend. They are wanting to the dust to settle. They are wanting to see some kind of plateauing of COVID-affected folks in their respective countries or, or globally. And so there is a massive panic and there is a massive freezing. Everybody is basically fixing the core and not doing a whole lot, and you would say, in terms of spending where they don't have to. So everybody is trying to make sure that they can keep you know, the fire uh, running right now. But I think this is an opportune time for sales and marketing folks to really start targeting and focusing. So <laughs> all the margins that we've, we have sort of had the luxury in past of, you know, we can try five things and one might work. That philosophy is no more going to work post-pandemic because all of our margins are eaten up. Uh, we are just keeping the fire on somehow. Most of us, we are keeping our employees, even though the productivity is low or almost gone. So basically, our margins, our profit margins are eaten up. And so it's more important than ever now to know what you're going to do and why you're going to do it and to target your effort towards getting the, you know, doing the things that are most likely to give you the returns, give you the impact. So what that means for marketing and salespeople is that now more than ever, use the data you have, whether you are B2B or B2C, use the data you have to start up, sort of start thinking about what are my best bets? If I have 100K to spend post-COVID or here now or a million dollar to spend, what would be the, my best bet? Use your practical data science or uh, basic segmentation, time analysis, whatever you have it, to figure out your best bets and focus your effort. Because now more than ever, you can't, can't afford to get it wrong. That's a great insight, right? I mean, like thinking from the other side is like, 
all of a sudden the floor has disappeared you know underneath me yeah and i'm trying to figure out like, okay what's going on and in this situation i tend to at least this is my understanding is that companies and people tend to go to what they know best right so okay i know how to send emails let me up the ante on sending more emails i'm talking from marketing perspective right yeah so from sales perspective you know what i know i can make calls instead of meetings so let's try and you know let's double the number of calls we are making to get double the number of meetings hopefully we'll get yeah but that results are not showing up yeah. right i mean again everybody's kind of just like i have no idea what's going on type of situation um and in this situation what he kind of talked about was kind of interesting right you're talking about tam analysis and you're talking about let's figure out your best accounts you know maybe apply some kind of propensity modeling to this mm-hmm. to figure out which accounts you should go after where is the biggest bang for the buck yeah is this a good time to start you know data science is this a good time for me to even think about these areas of tam analysis and maybe icp and predictive analytics to solve the challenge that is in front of me i think it's a great time but it's also you don't need to oversolve it so you don't need to go into machine learning for everything i think we start wherever we are at so if you are an organization and and you are a marketer or a salesperson you don't have much data science around you or you haven't used much of the data but you do have access to data the question would be what skills can you quickly pick up to do simple analysis you know and simple like what we call simpler analysis business analytics using correlation aggregate analysis even doing sizing and estimation you can get really good insights into better targeting better segmentation better messaging customized offering understanding your clv even doing a 2 by 2 like a profit and growth or whatever your two value props are doing a 2 by 2 analysis would get you good results the presumption here of course i'm having is that you have access to data which most of us have now and the other thing i'm sort of relying on is that you have some level of data literacy now not everybody will have that i understand and so i think it's also a good time now that you are cooped up in your homes and you have maybe you're saving on a couple of hours <laughs> per day from commute maybe it's time to pick up some new skills and there are lots of good offerings out there we have uh, at airing we have an academy academy.airing.com if you're interested you can go find some good citizen analyst skills to pick up and that's not rocket science and it won't take you too long in fact our citizen analyst basic course work that we have is about 16 hours and so if you're a sales and marketer you should be able to do 80% of the analysis yourself if you just have that 16 hours of content and you get comfortable with bader framework and be able to apply it to your problem right now and i think more than ever mithul it's it's a good time because now more than ever people are ready for the change when they get up in the morning tomorrow it's not business as usual mm. they're all thinking about oh anything is possible and that anything is possible is a great mindset to have and it's a great time to learn and actually it's also a great time to learn because that will give you some time off of the social media <laughs> there where you're reading more and more about the so i think this is a good time to like take off some of your news time and put it into learning and actually develop some skills which will serve you well because the language of business these days is data if you don't know how to speak that language you know you won't uh, be effective for too long so it's it's a good time that's such a profound inside that which you're providing is that let's use the downtime to sharpen your saw let's learn a new skill as opposed to i don't know watching the news which you know generally for the million time guys <laughs> to exactly 
it is what it is. I mean, you know, the world is going crazy. You know, things, you know, is bad out there. We all know that. Nobody knows what's a solution to that is. But just, you know, hearing the same thing over and over again is not going to help you. It's just going to make you more panicky uh, in the situation. And depressing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one other thing I'm kind of observing is that, that my meetings have gone up, right? The number of meetings we were doing, yeah. you know, uh, than before. And I think the burnout, this whole concept of working from home, which is, which is, you know, I think newly acquired skill for, for a lot of us, but the burnout is real, right? If you're doing meetings to meetings to meetings, at the end of the day, I feel like I've done 10 meetings and I'm now five more hours worth of work to do. <laughs> right. So trying to be more efficient and preserve my burnout you know, I've started doing from my hour-long meeting, you know, I'm not doing this meeting for more than 40 minutes with the tight agenda, right? And remaining the 20 minutes yeah. or 30 minutes can be used for what you're talking yeah. about, right? You know, go to the academy at, at REM and let's pick up a new skill. Let's figure out how me as a sales and marketer pick up this new skill of using data science. But sometimes, you know, people have this connotation that you know for data science you need to be like a geeky or you need to be a developer to do these things which actually is not the case yeah absolutely somebody just recently shared this with me and i found it very profound so i would like to share this here as well so if you know that you are going to be working in mexico in your future won't you pick up some Spanish? Yeah, absolutely. And if you know you're going to be doing this post-pandemic or even even afterward, if you're going to be in the business for a while, won't you pick up the language of business, which is which is data? So don't be left behind because this is the language of business. Businesses who are not speaking the language of data are closing out, are being left behind. And you as an individual and you as a business, you don't want to be left behind. And you do want to use all the tools in your toolkit to stay competitive, to serve your customer better, to provide best value, to delight your customers. Uh, this is a great tool. It's just like, you know, you as a sales and marketer, you cannot do without communication skills. It's the same way you cannot do without data literacy and data science skills. And you don't have to be a rocket scientist. Not everybody needs the same level of data literacy skills. So an executive, a CMO would need a different level of data literacy skill than a data scientist or a marketing manager would need a different level skill than a customer support agent. But they all need some level of data literacy to be able to function in this business. It's very important for people to learn that, you know, data science, again, doesn't mean that, you know, do you know, I don't know, what TensorFlow or do you know SageMaker? You know, you can just do a basic analysis using even Excel you know, some of the basic functions in Excel. So that brings up a, a very interesting point, right? For me, so assuming that, okay, me as a sales and marketer now, I want to pick up some data science skills. You know, there are various ways for me and go and acquire some of those skills. But what really becomes very important in this situation is, you know, as you mentioned, like data. Yeah. Data is a new language. What are the different data types and metrics that revenue teams or me as a sales and marketer should be capturing to help me in this situation? That's a great question, Mithul. And I'm one of those folks which, um, and being in data science, I still think things don't start from data. Things start from business. And I've talked at length about this in my book. Uh, so a little plug about my book, Behind Every Good Decision. So for, again, for your sales and marketing folks who are interested, the framework, our approach, and this whole approach to how you as a marketer can become more savvy data marketer or savvy salesperson. We have a framework called Bader, which is discussed uh, at length in this 
in this book called Behind Every Good Decision. It's available on Amazon. There's also a framework. There's a whole chapter on top 20 metrics for your business. And it all goes back to uh, if you put two, two salespeople from the same kind of like two telecommunication company salespeople next to each other and you say, okay, I can tell you the here are the 20 metrics which are going to be important to you. I would say you can't quite do that blanket because each person, each industry, each company, each function, each department, each individual have their own goals that they're going for, their own big rocks that they're aiming for. And your metrics, the metrics that you would track would be teeing up to those. those. So for example, if you're growth found, if you're a startup and you're looking for growth for next quarter, your metrics that will be most important for you within a sales organization or within a marketing organization are going to be growth-oriented metrics. So what, for example, what helps me drive growth? Uh, what are the key driver metrics for growth? What drives growth? Now, growth comes from user acquisition. Great. What drives user acquisition? User acquisition for us is driven by the number of channels we are part of or and so on and the expected user conversion from there. Great. So you're now building a tree starting from the top of what your metric is. And if you can visualize the tree, you start off peeling the onion and also you're splitting your KPIs into driver metrics. The driver metrics are the ones that you can actually affect. So think of it as a, as a lever and a gauge. You're going to pull on a lever and you're going to get the results that you want. And so as a marketer and a salesperson, if you're looking to drive growth, there are some things which, that you may need to play, lever you may need to pull on user acquisition, for example. And so if that's the dynamic that is going on in your business, then you have to think about, okay, if that is my lever, what's the best way for me to measure the success of that lever? And maybe it's it's the total number of user acquisition. Maybe it's the cost of user you know acquisition. Can I reduce the cost and get more for the same 100K I'm going to spend, get more users acquired? And then not all users are the same. So then there's a quality of the users. There's a segmentation. So as you know, I think you get the feel, right? There is nuances to what you are going for and the metrics that you should be looking at based on what your dynamics, the business dynamics is. Got it. Now, I think there's a lot of interesting insights, you know, into what you just mentioned. Now, just going back to, you know, so from business point of view, I've figured out some of the metrics that I should be tracking or some things that that's kind of important to me. But there's also been a lot has been talked about from different data types, right? And I've been hearing about different, I would call it insights or signals that is available in the market, you know, intent insights, mm-hmm. you know, or how much money there is on the table, like revenue potential or you know, cloud maturity models and so forth. Mm-hmm. What are your what are your thoughts on that? Can these be effective in helping companies find the, the right accounts, in-market accounts to target right now? These are great, Mithul. I mean, these are basically now we are refining our maturity, are refining our understanding of our customer to this level that we can now understand the intent, when somebody comes into our website and they are clicking this, we understand what this can imply versus when they are filling this form, we understand we can probably put intent behind what they are trying to do. And we've been, I mean, thanks to the greater maturity of of our tools and the greater maturity of the data science that has developed behind these tools, that now we have greater understanding. 10, 15 years ago, it was we were just measuring events or measuring user uh, that came to our site. Then we started measuring events and then we started measuring logs and then we started measuring. And now we are at a point where we can measure intent. All of this maturity should be leveraged to, again, refine what we should do. We should be doing less, but getting more. So getting more ROI from doing less. 
And the way we can do that is by leveraging all these tools that we have at hand, all the metrics we have at hand. But again, not 100 metrics that should be staring at the eye, in, our, in our eyes and we're thinking about, oh, how do we optimize all of these 100 metrics or even all of those 20 metrics? But again, going through the same, I, we call this three key questions framework, that the tree that I had previously sort of graphed <laughs> with words. It's also discussed in my book, Behind Every Good Decision. Uh, this three key questions framework will help you go from your top metrics to your driver metrics. And when you're going into driver metrics, think about these metrics that is available to you. Maybe right now you have some tools, you know, like demand metrics that you are using that gives you something more than just click information. Maybe it gets you more information about your user that you can see and they are tagged with their intent. They have, you have more flavor on them. Use that to drive growth use that to drive your whatever success metric or the whatever kpis that you're going for that's fantastic Priyanka. that's what they say right when, when you're when you're having fun time flies uh so i guess uh, this pretty much brings us uh in, a, in an end you know of our podcast any parting thoughts for our uh, listeners just summarizing i would say don't let this time get to your skin <laughs> Use this time to learn uh, the more. And I just learned, uh, I just uh, heard a podcast myself by a neurosurgeon who talks, who talked about how learning actually creates new neurons firing and new semantics. New learning, pathways, yes. Right? Learning is a great antidote to what's happening outside in the media. There's so much bad news coming. So I would say just distance yourself from that and actually learn, pick up skills and skills that will make you more effective to be able to not only thrive through this pandemic, but, you know, future situations that will happen that always does. So learn. Thanks again for being on our show, Priyanka. I'm pretty sure our audience is going to love the insights that you have shared. We look forward to keeping in touch and having you on show again soon.